Previously recorded in both Murfreesboro and Chattanooga, Tennessee, this is NFLs, a production by Next Season Sports Media. Hello everybody and welcome to NFLs. It's a carbonated beverage named after a former president. My name is Jacob Wilkinson. <laughs> My name is Drew Wade. Um, huh? <laughs> a bottle of soda. Oh, okay. <laughs> Speaking of which. Soda! Nice. Glad to have that with us. Um, how, how, are you, how are you doing? How was how Thanksgiving ball for you, Drew? Thanksgiving ball was a ball, I should say. Um, we talked about it a little bit on our um, catch-up okay. episode. That was for posterity. Um, Thanksgiving day was good. And then the weekend of football was pretty good. I uh, The Eagles won again, so 10-1 and one feels pretty good. Uh, how, about, how about for you? I'm so sad. Rough season. Oh, well. Let's not talk or think about it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, best not to dwell on how much money Russell Wilson's going to be making for the next four years. (laughs) We signed him for seven years, dude. Oh, gosh. It'll be okay. It's just the coach. It's just the coach. There's no other issues. Just get a good coach up in there. It'll be all be fine. Oh, I'm sure next time we'll hire someone who's done the job before. That'd probably be good. Although, I gotta say, the guy down in Miami, Mike McDaniel, he's never done the thing before, but sure sure seems to be pretty good at it, I gotta say. Yeah. The Broncos have just, like, the like the anti-Midas touch for, like, future-proofing <laughs> this organization. Just, like, every... They can't invest in anything good at all. You... <laughs> You sent me this uh, like mock draft that a Broncos fan made in two. Oh my goodness, dude! Holy yeah. cow! <laughs> it was it was us signing like Josh Allen, Mark Andrews. Uh, what, what were some of the, the other names? Let me. I'm I'm trying to pull it up right now. Let's take a look. Um, like, yeah, Josh Allen draft for 2018. Like at the time too, it was like a a, a pretty. Old call, I feel like, like how much that draft class would have paid off. Yeah, yeah, Josh Allen in the first, and then Mark Andrews, Fred Warner, Michael Gallup. So just those first four picks, holy cow, those are all huge contributors. Brian O'Neill, got to be honest, not familiar with him. Mike White, the sensation in New York right now, would have been your backup QB. Uh, Joseph Noteboom, he's a really good offensive tackle. And Charvarius Ward, who went to Middle Tennessee State, currently tearing it up for the San Francisco 49ers. Yeah, so would have been, I mean, just so much better. I also think like Russell Wilson is such a great example of like how the Broncos organization uses talent because we like passed over the opportunity to have the guy because he was too short, like famously, <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and then lost to him famously like for like his entire prime like he handed us some of our most noteworthy losses and then like right when the man can't throw a football anymore that's when the broncos organization is like 
Oh well, yeah. We, we got seven years for you, big boy. Get over <laughs> here. It, 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 it's a travesty, honestly. But yeah, they conned us again. Their whole thing the past few years has been let's sign old quarterbacks past their prime, and they're not going to be as good as they once were. But this time we were like, oh, this one's different. He's old, but he's going to be great. Still, <laughs> no, <laughs> incorrect. Well. I still can't believe that the Peyton Manning one was the only one that worked out too, because like at the at the time people were like, whatever, who cares? Like, why are you guys paying for the husk of Peyton Manning? Um, <laughs> and I mean, like in the grand scheme of things, like why did we like to for one Super Bowl and then a failure of a Super Bowl and 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 now we're back to being the worst who cares, <laughs> who cares? <laughs> i don't know i don't think you'd trade that super bowl win for like say they didn't win the super bowl but they had drafted a, a young stud had been in contention every year but never won a super bowl which one would you rather have like i would like i think reasonably i'd be open to switching the broncos like since 2016 for like the ravens since 2016 which i feel like is a pretty yeah equal comparison but i don't know they suck too so who cares None of these <laughs> teams are good. nobody's uh, any good yeah. except for like three of them <laughs> pretty much uh let's let's bet on it Ah, uh, Zach, we missed your dulcet tones. Uh, what do you got for the for the betting public this week? Um, well, first of all, can do you have an update on like our last ones? Oh, um, uh, that would be a great thing for a producer to have done. I doubt he did it though. He's pretty lazy. While you are introducing, but I can uh, whip okay. that up for us. <laughs> Okie dokie. So my bet um, is a little strange, maybe a, a little, uh, it's kind of like, it's strange in the sense that it's boring, but um, like unpredictably boring, I suppose. I'm looking through the lines here and I notice um, that the Packers were only favored to win by three points against the Bears. I, I, I think it's justifiable. It's in Chicago. Packers have not been having the best season of the Aaron Rodgers era. Um, and the Bears are a bit of a wild card, especially in divisional games. However, Aaron Rodgers pretty notoriously handles the Bears. That's, yeah. that's been a thing for basically his entire career. And even though it was another like game in the loss column, I think that the Packers really showed themselves as being capable of playing like in the NFC playoffs if push comes to shove this last week by keeping it within a touchdown with the Eagles. So... I, I look at this line and I, I see a little bit too much confidence in the Bears and a little too little faith in Aaron Rodgers in division. I, I think that this game is more than likely going to be a, a, a touchdown plus. So, yeah, there you go. Yeah, I can see that. Um, I think the, the reason, because I looked at this line too, I think the reason it's so questionable right now, we don't know for sure if Justin Fields is going to be playing. He missed last week, um, notoriously giving me that L in our disagreements and uh, there's questions about whether Aaron Rodgers is going to play but he said it came from his mouth that he's going to play this week so um, I, I'd i expect four what is it four and a half it's three three oh just three oh yeah hammer that if you can get three 
For sure. Um, meanwhile, our bets last week, actually, it wasn't last week, it was week 11. We didn't do them last week. Um, I took under 43 for Cleveland at Buffalo and then got cucked by a uh, <laughs> venue change. They didn't play in the snow. They played indoors in Detroit. And so um, I feel like that should be a wash. And you took uh, Cincinnati minus four and a half against Pittsburgh, and they won by seven, I believe. So that was a hit for you. So well done I, for I'm you, sir. These- Trust in the overdog bets until the season is so over. Overdog. <laughs> yeah. Um, I just want to like since we were talking about doom and gloom for the Broncos, like the, the like the like the tantalizing bet this week. I feel like has to be the fact that the Broncos. <laughs> I looked at that, dude. Yeah, I was like, they're they're baiting me right they're, now. They're, they're like dangling this like stake in front of you, like thirty-eight and a half points for the Broncos at the Ravens. And I mean, like, just doing simple math, the Ravens are hitting twenty-seven, like like almost week in week out right now. The Broncos are hitting 17, like almost week in, week out right now, like 17 to 10. So you look at that and you're like, oh my gosh, like even with both these teams being like unproductive, 39 points, easy peasy. I assure you, like Denver will score three points this weekend. Like, mm-hmm. This could be like 13 you. to three final yes. score. Yeah. yeah. Like, McManus is the only person worth anything on our team and he will continue to be the only person scoring i assure you get away actually from that. actually sorry it's an eight and a half point line the ravens are favored by eight and a half which is also bait um so i feel like it's actually gonna be like 13 to six let me I amend agree. that <laughs> I agree. don't touch don't touch this game with a nine and a half foot pole that's a that's a seasonal reference for or you a guys, 30 but... 39 and a half foot pole oh yeah seasonal that's what... reference. <laughs> uh what, what do you got so for me this week i'm buying in on cowboys hate because everybody's talking them up so much right now talking about how they're really the best team in the nfc they're the super bowl favorites right now um, well, the Chiefs are actually the favorites, Weird. but I think I've never heard people say that about the Cowboys. Before. Nobody ever, yeah, every year, <laughs> everybody's notoriously down on the Cowboys. Maybe this is finally their year, but they're favored by eleven points against the Colts on Sunday Night Football, which kind of, I mean, it makes sense. The Cowboys have been a pretty good team the past few weeks. The Colts are not a very competitive team, but the Colts did play really competitively with the Eagles and. Um, uh, they did just lose to the Steelers, but that was another competitive game. A new job that he got to to keep this game competitive, and I think the Colts' defense is going to do a really good job of shutting down what the Cowboys' offense wants to do. I think it's going to be a pretty. I think it's going to be within eleven points for sure. So give me uh, Colts plus eleven at the Cowboys. Yeah, this was another one that I was sort of looking at. Um, I just cannot trust in the teams I was raised on anymore this season, man. <laughs> it just can't happen. <laughs> it happened. But I like it. It's a good bet. Um, and I hope it hits for sure because screw the Cowboys. Let's go Colts. Yeah, um, that's what I'm saying, baby. Fantasy, I have like a very short and sad update to offer. Just like... <laughs> My Thanksgiving trip, like, I just got, I was in a field with my friends for their wedding and then woke up with my phone dead and missed lineup and then Thanksgiving happened and I missed lineup and just uh, leaving town, I missed lineups twice. And and I'm probably screwed in Wade Dynasty, but I think that 
I can do fine enough in the playoffs for the leagues that I was doing well in to, to hold my own. But I'm that's all I got. There you go. What about you? Yeah, it's been quite a fall from up, uh, but yeah, it's okay. You're taking a long term view. You're gonna get that. You're gonna get a good draft pick. Except I don't think you have your draft pick. Jake probably has <laughs> yeah, it because yeah, he has everybody's draft pick. But like you said, uh, I think you're still doing pretty well in our money league. Let me take a look. Uh, yeah, like, you're a fourth in the money league, seven and five. Um, yeah. Money league could be better like, if you hadn't, as you just I, said, have those circumstances make you miss lineup setting because um, you you've lost the last two. But you're yeah. I was so like, as as long as I like actually set my lineups for the playoffs well, like I have like rosters capable of winning in those leagues. So I'm just gonna make it happen. Yeah, I think you're you're gonna be fine. Um, I am in line to make a play in every league um, pretty easily. I'm hoping to win some uh, I'm in three leagues with a buy-in, so hopefully I can the champion. Uh, it looks, looks like pretty solid chances, so I'm hopeful. And then in uh, second place in Wade Dynasty right now, so uh, hoping to earn a first-round buy-in there. Well, heck yeah, that's that's excellent. I hope that that pays off in dividends for you. Um, by last season was pretty cursed in the way dynasty. So we'll see. That's true. Um, we will see anyway. Um, with that, let's give a score update. I believe we updated the score sheet. Yep. So last week we both went what nine and seven and mm-hmm. split our disagreements. How cool is that? Uh, so no uh, real, real up, no real update in the score there. Um, I'm not going to go through and give the exact number of wins and losses because I'm still up by the same amount I was at last recording. So, <laughs> yep. uh, with that, let's just go ahead and dive into the week 13 slate. Just two buys this week. So we've got 15 games coming up. First off, on Thursday night football, we've got the Buffalo Bills going to take on the New England Patriots in Foxborough. Uh, the Bills have been sort of shaky of late. Their record is still really good. They're still in good position to have a good seed going into the playoffs. I don't think they currently are the leader in their division, but um, this week certainly could change that. The Patriots coming off a heartbreaking loss to the Vikings on Thanksgiving night. And, you know, Karen was group chats talking about how the refs were screwing the Patriots. And at first I was like, okay, that's just what fans do. But oh, I don't know, man. Like, especially on the... Uh, Hunter Henry touchdown that got overturned. They called it incomplete and the ball literally never touched the ground. And I don't, they're saying he didn't complete the process of the catch because it went up in the air after he went to the ground. It just doesn't make any sense. Um, a lot of, a lot of unfortunate situations in that game caused them to lose. Um, but they're not doing too badly themselves. I believe they're six and five. So um, both teams still have a lot to play for here, but I believe the bills are just a much more well-rounded team and they've, certainly owned the Patriots of late. Uh, so I'm going Bills here. Yeah, I'm also going to go with the Bills. They have um, been a, like a little scary these past few weeks. I, I think that they're, the, the control over the game that they had early on this season has kind of not really been there as much when I've watched them these last few weeks. They've been playing much closer games. and The offense has been a little bit shakier. But I think like the defense has still been... Absolutely incredible. Uh, on Thanksgiving, they were like 
eating <laughs> the quarterback's dinner. It, it was it was a little messy, um, and I think that that has been a pretty key part of the matchup for them against the Patriots the last couple of seasons, uh, the way that their defense has been able to outclass really anything that the Patriots have been able to bring into the field offensively. I don't really expect that to change here. So, yep. Although I will say there's supposed to be a lot of wind, some inclement weather this weekend. Um, so that was the situation that helped the Patriots win in this matchup last year. But I'm sure. still comfortable picking the Bills, and so is the coin. Well, I love it. All right, next up we have the Atlanta Falcons. <laughs> <laughs> next up we have the Atlanta Falcons hosting the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Steelers coming off of a super high fire Monday night football victory in front of America. I'm sure a lot of people tuned in for that one. I know I spent my evening watching it. Um, the Falcons <laughs> <laughs> the Falcons have been having a rough go at it this season. They can't even really pick up the easy ones anymore, uh, losing to the Commanders, which is a bummer because for a while there, it seemed like um, they were part of this crew of teams that were having... And a, a random like 500 season. I don't really think the Falcons are as likely to end up 500 as they were early on this season uh, at this point. However, that being said, they're playing the Steelers this week in Atlanta, and um, they've actually been pretty decent at home versus like not very good teams this year. And even with the Steelers just having one on, I think they've won a couple of games in a row now, maybe, uh, but n- not in super convincing fashion at all and uh the falcons even though they just lost to the commanders i think like should be able to handle it at at home versus a bad team here so i'm gonna go with the falcons Mm, this one's a little tough i don't really believe in either of these teams like you're talking about um I think we've got some question marks in Pittsburgh's running game. Najee Harris had a bit of a dust up with the injury bug this past week and his backup Jalen Warren missed last week. So um, it's going to be tough for them, I think, to get anything going on the ground if either of those guys are less than 100%. And uh, I think the Falcons are just going to keep doing what they do. They kind of got away from running the ball a little bit last week, which is kind of surprising because that's what they always do is just run the ball in every situation. But I'm going to take them to win this one. I think uh, I think they can take the Steelers at home. And uh, they're really not even out of it. They're only half a game back of uh, Tampa Bay for the division lead. So wow. as crazy as that is, yeah. um, they're division. still fighting for that. Uh, yeah, super good division this year. The coin is also going with the Falcons. Next game, not going to be a surprise who either of us pick here. The Packers taking on the Chicago Bears in NFC North Clash. You mentioned it already. Aaron Rodgers owns Chicago. So if he's playing in this game, I don't think they're going to have any troubles. Christian Watson has really come on as a uh, second half of the season rookie stud at receiver. And I think he's going to do some good things against a horrid Bears defense. Hopefully Justin Fields plays, so maybe we get to see... Another good look at him in this Bears offense. Some signs of things to come, but I, I'm pretty. I think I'm done picking. I respect that personal rule. Um, yeah, I'm going to match you with the Packers. Obviously, as I said earlier on in the episode, um, I do think if Justin Fields plays, this could be a good old fashioned NFC North clash. But um, I wouldn't be surprised if this one is a complete blowout, Fields or not. Honestly. 
Next up, we have the Detroit Lions hosting the Jacksonville Jaguars. Man, a lot of super uninteresting games this week. I'll tell you what. Um, Kitty City. Kitty City, that's right. The Lions, um, <laughs> what, what, a, what an interesting season they're having as the, as the hard knocks. Huh? They are winning some random games and losing a bunch of heartbreakers. I think it's just been... And pretty classic Lions fashion, but maybe with a lot more eyes on them this year. They just, like, are <laughs> losing close game after close game after close game right up until nobody trusts in them, and then they, like, win a miracle again, and suddenly everybody believes in the Lions, and they get right back to it, pretty much. Uh, the Jags, on the other hand, have had quite an interesting season, losing... Game after game after game, and then when they were counted out, <laughs> so basically the same thing happened. They, yep. they take the Ravens this last weekend. So both these teams come into this game on sort of a cycle of disappointment this season. Um, I do think that not that like ability to perform is a finite resource that can be used up, but I don't expect the Jags to look amazing two weeks in a row because of how clumsy they've been in their youth these last couple of seasons. The Lions, on the other hand, looked pretty good against bad teams uh, and just held their own up to the very last second versus the Bills. So I, I think that they're going to be able to take this one. All right, we're going to have our first disagreement. I love what I saw from Doug Peterson coaching and from Trevor Lawrence playing quarterback at the end of that Jags-Ravens game last week. Uh, Doug Peterson showing some of that fortitude that he showed when he was the coach of the Eagles going for that final two-point conversion to win the game. I think that both of these teams are trending in the right direction toward, uh, t- to end the season, but um, obviously only one of them can win. And... I was kind of going back and forth. You picking the Lions, I think, pushed me more towards a Jags pick here. Happy to add some spice into the week. Um, I'm, I think this will probably actually be one of the better games of the week, despite the fact that it's between two teams that are pretty much out of it. Uh, the coin is siding with me here, going with the Jags. And I forgot to mention that the coin picked the Bears in the last game. So, uh write that one down, I guess. Up next, we've got the New York Jets with Mike White at quarterback uh, after a huge week last week, taking on the Minnesota Vikings at their home stadium up there in Minnesota. I'm not going to look for the drop right now, but <laughs> uh, the Vikings at 9-2, and two, they're still in Minnesota! it. They're the number one C in the NFC. Uh, game back at the Eagles. The Jets are still in contention for the AFC East Totally stacked division, just totally out of nowhere. Yeah. Um, this is actually kind of a tough pick. For real. Yeah, it has. Like the power totally shifted from the west to the east. I don't know if it ever actually was in the west or if that was just our perception heading into this year. But um, I mean, like yeah, great year for the east. In the last couple of years, just saying, but still, that's a good point. <laughs> um, that's a good point, but anyway, the this is a kind of a tough one because the Jets have a really good defense and. Mike White really did give them a spark on offense this last week, but I really don't think he's going to keep that up. So um, we kind of saw him do the same thing last year. He had a really good game when he came in, and then later in the season he was Mike White, some some quarterback we hadn't heard of prior to that point. So I'm going to go with the Vikings here. Unfortunately, I would like for them to keep losing games or 
because I would like the Eagles to have a better hold on that number one seed, but I do think they're the better team here, and uh, they're at home, so I think they'll clinch it out. Yeah. The Vikings, unfortunately, um, blew up on national television right when I was comfortable saying they were continuing with the Eagles for the (laughs) conference, um, which, you know, is pretty classic Vikings. And also, uh, something I think is interesting is... Kirk Cousins, like, pretty vulnerably in a post-game interview after Thanksgiving was like, yeah, we're kind of still doing the, like, thing that we've always had a problem with. Mm-hmm. And we, like, we can't close it out versus the good teams, and we play it way too close versus the bad teams. And that's true, but they're they're doing so, like, I suppose in a season where that is, like, a much more conducive, like, play style to success, honestly. Yeah. Like, I don't really know what else The difference is they're just winning the games this year instead of yeah, exactly. losing half of them. Mm-hmm. And you can point to, like, maybe Green Bay being a factor in that or just, like, the league as a whole not really knowing how to clutch it out themselves. But I think that the Vikings have sort of, like, thrived in the chaos of this season a little bit, and um, that's why I'm not surprised that a lot of people are skeptical about them. That being said, like, it has led to a pretty solid amount of success. I don't think that it should be overlooked that they managed to win. I mean, even though it was, like, in the middle of the day, like, an, an important game on Thanksgiving, like, which is a rare feat for this team, um, teams aside, it really is a big deal uh, when it come playoff time. Um, but I think that they're not going to have a problem versus the Jets here. Hopefully... This game will not be very close, and they can show themselves to be an actually dominant force in this conference. All right. Coin is also going to the Vikings in this one. All right. Speaking of the East, we have the two teams that probably matter the least in that conversation. Um, the the uh, Washington Commanders will be traveling to New Jersey to play against the Giants. The Giants, um, I mean, I'm not going to say that it's spoiled, but like, what was a month ago like an insane six and one season for the Giants has now become a seven and four season uh, with a disappointing but like I guess expected loss to the Cowboys on uh, Thanksgiving and a, a certainly unexpected loss to the Seahawks a few weeks ago and then to the Lions. Um, so the Giants, I think, have. For a lot of people, kind of, I mean, I you just don't really hear them talked about anymore. <laughs> like honestly, like uh, I I think that this team is still geared towards a pretty cool slide into the wild cards for this season, but um, they have kind of gone through the gauntlet that I think a lot of people expected to expose some of the like holes in their armor a little bit, um, and they certainly are still a young, messy team that just had like maybe an easier early roster than some of the other teams of that caliber. Uh, I, I think that even though they're really struggling against the upper half of this division, they did not really have a problem versus the commanders early this season. And I don't expect that to change here. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah. Um, this is gonna be a tough one. These uh, next few weeks are going to be, pretty much what decides the season here for the Giants. They've got the Commanders this week, and then next week uh, they've got the Eagles, and they got the Commanders again. So um, yeah. really, really important next three weeks here for the Giants. Uh, the, the Commanders, uh, they won six of their last seven, I believe is what we're up to now, since Taylor Heineke started playing. He just, 
I don't know. He's it's not even that he's playing really great. I don't know. He just brings a different attitude to the team, I think, and they are all much more receptive to the energy that he brings. And I've for the longest time I've just been like, it's not real. They're not gonna keep winning. He's not actually good. But it at this point, I don't know if you can really deny what's going on there. Um I think I think I was leaning Giants at first, but I think I'm going to take the Commanders to win this game. I, I think they'll probably split this series, but this uh, this momentum that the Commanders have since Heineke started playing is really real. And um, I don't know. They've won plenty of games that I don't expect them to win. So logic says they'll probably lose this one because I'm picking them to win. <laughs> but uh, the coin is going with the Giants logic? here. Logic? I don't want to die. Uh, next, <laughs> we've got the Tennessee Titans in the A.J. Brown Revenge Bowl taking on the Philadelphia Eagles in Philadelphia, unfortunately, or else there's no chance I wouldn't be at this game. Um, Eagles at 10-1. and one. Titans coming off a loss to the Bengals, as you predicted last week, uh, sitting at 7-4. and four. I think... I think the Eagles are favored by like five and a half. And that gives me a little bit of pause because one of the things they've been struggling with the most the last few weeks is stopping the run. And Derrick Henry obviously is a thing that the Titans have. So uh, it's going to be tough, I think. But obviously, I'm not going to pick against my team. Um, (laughs) I'm going to go with the Eagles here. I think they're going to be able to do some things that take advantage of the Titans secondary, which really hasn't been the best this year. And I think that. is going to be close to um, up front on the defense. So um, I like the Eagles in this one. Shocker. I know. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm actually like sort of tempted to pick the upset here just because the Titans have been like uh, keeping it close with like good teams and just because like they they do follow a pretty strange pattern of like underperforming, overperforming, underperforming, overperforming, and it it makes me feel a little suspicious about this one. However, I think that, like, we've seen the Eagles win in, like, just basically every way imaginable this season at this point, Um, and one thing that I think has been sort of a common trend for in the Titans' losses is that when they lose, they just sort of start getting outpaced by the other teams, and I feel like if this game gets scrappy, the Eagles can hold their own, but what's more likely is that in the first quarter, like you said, they take pretty good advantage of the Titans' secondary, put up like a, like a 10 to 0 first half or something like that, and then I just don't really see the Titans keeping up pace in that game. So I'm going to go with the Eagles. Good pick, I got to say. Uh, <laughs> I really like that one. The coin sticking with the Tennessee Roots going with the Titans in this one. But I say, bird up, bird up, bird up. yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, here comes the game. I've spent the most time this season looking forward to talking about <laughs> um, the Deshaun Watson revenge boy, I suppose. Um, Deshaun Watson will be returning. Finally, to- dude, I can't Finally. wait for him to get his revenge. Returning to the field against um, the team that hired him. 36 different massage therapists to sexually assault uh, the Cleveland Browns will be starting their new million dollar uh, happy baby pose quarterback versus the uh, <laughs> Texans. Uh, 
it's going to be a game that a lot of people won't watch, but there will be clips of it passed around where the Texans yell a lot of really rude things. Um, and I'm excited about that part of this game. <laughs> I'm not excited about the Browns looking like a competitive team and trouncing the Texans, which is probably what's going to happen. Um, so there you go. Yeah, the Texans are really, 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 and I should stress this, really bad. Yeah. And um, this is like a perfect runway, unfortunately, for uh, Mr. Watson to come back and maybe start to shake off some of the rust because obviously he hasn't played football in almost two years. So, um, But that shouldn't matter against this uh, <laughs> this, this Texans yeah. team. Um so oh, man, I'm going with so the bronze as well. That would be in that would be incredible. Coin wants that to happen. So I guess we were wrong about the coin. He's been picking oh, the Browns right. up until this point. He's I'm proud of it. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm so proud. I've never been more proud of this coin. Get us into this next game. Broncos country, let's be really sad about what's happening. I mean, we already <laughs> talked about it. That's right. For sure. We talked about it earlier on. Um, it's bad. It's really bad. And uh, the Ravens are so untrustworthy, but who cares? Because they have a bye week that counts as a win this this week. Um, and yeah, there you go. Will the Broncos <laughs> win again this year? I certainly doubt it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. Going with the Ravens. Yep. <laughs> Broncos country. Let's ride. You know what? I'm picking. No, I'm picking the Ravens, dude. I'm done picking this dumb Broncos team. They <laughs> they trick me every week. <laughs> I'm not falling for it again. So maybe they'll look good this week. Panthers, dude. How do you do that? Sam Darnold. They lost to Sam Darnold, dude. Sam Darnold's first game this year, and he looked like a competent quarterback, which is weird because the Broncos D has been good. But yeah, yeah, I'm going. I'm going Ravens here. Hopefully, we're getting a bit of a reverse jinx, and the Broncos look good this week. But I wouldn't bet on it. In the words of Zach Efron, the coin is going with the Ravens as well. Up next, we have got such a good game. Thankfully, we almost went to this game. Uh, this was the game we were planning on going to California for, the Seattle Seahawks at the Los Angeles Rams. You know how mad I would have been if this was the game we were going to because the Rams are going to be fielding probably Bryce Perkins playing quarterback. Um, Cooper Cup will be out. Um, Allen Robinson will be out. Aaron Donald's going to be out. It's going to be an unrecognizable Rams team, uh, and they're going to get beat by the Seahawks pretty handily. Because uh, the Seahawks are going to be mad about that overtime loss to the Raiders last week. And they're going to be out for vengeance. And uh, yeah, this this Rams team is going to look really bad. So very glad we're going to the game next week instead, which we'll talk about more later. Yeah, it, it certainly would have been pretty unfortunate if this was the game that we ended up being at, uh, for sure. But I, I agree with you, Reed. Um, I don't expect the Ravens to do anything in this game. They are unrecognizable, like you said. It's um, <laughs> it's like 
that scene in Elf, and this is a seasonal thing for you. <laughs> you know, the one so, I'm so happy about it. Is it another <laughs> seasonal reference? <laughs> I love Christmas, man. All right. It is, at least I get to watch It's a Wonderful Life soon. <laughs> Help you down. <laughs> is he brainless? Don't you know where that comes from? <laughs> what does the coin say? Uh, who cares? The coin's going with the Seahawks in this one. <laughs> right. Nice. Okay, cool beans. Next up, we have the San Francisco 49ers hosting the Miami Dolphins. Um, or as I like to call them, the 49ers East. <laughs> True. That's a, that's a good point. <laughs> here, here you have two teams, two, two houses, both alike in dignity. Um, <laughs> <laughs> currently running their respective divisions, I believe. Um, so this is quite an interesting game. Um, I believe provided brought to you by the, uh, the, the game, the 17 game. So that's pretty cool that here's, here's a good example of that game being worth something, I guess. Um, Oh, true. Um, but the, yeah, the dolphins have had a, a pretty interesting season. Um, it got, a little rocky there just for a minute during the is Tua ever going to wear a jersey again arc. Um, but now that that is behind us, they've been dropping straight 30 bombs for the four weeks since he returned. They've been looking pretty spicy. Every member of that offense is putting in work right now. And um, they really excite me going into the playoffs. Um, they have a lot of like last year's Bengals energy right now, honestly. Um, hmm. Curious to see what they're going to look like. Um, the 49ers, on the other hand, are really odd. They're kind of the same brand of strange high-tier team that they've always been, where they're not really looking explosive at all, um, but they're just playing like really efficient like football. Their, their coaching staff is really intelligent, and they know how to... <laughs> Essentially, like follow the rules of the game to end with more points than their opponent. Like they're just, they're just good at that. Like I don't know how else to put it. Um, and so this is a really interesting stylistic matchup because if the 49ers play the way that they like to play, then we're going to see the Dolphins like finally be shut down again. Like since Tua returned to the field. Um, but if the Dolphins play the game that they like to play, then you know we might see the 49ers look a little outclassed as an upper tier team because this could turn into like a 38 to 17 game pretty easily, like given both these teams, like um, scoring proclivities so far this season. So it's a little bit of a toss up. Um, but you know me, I never trust in the 49ers, even though they're running, they're feeling a little bit of a Murfreesboro squad now, as I just put together <laughs> when you mentioned. The <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um, uh, yeah, I'm going to go with uh, the Dolphins here because they are just explosive and, and, I, and I really like this team. And I want to feel good about them when we see them in two weeks. So. Mm, true, true. Jawan Jennings watch, speaking of Murfreesboro, Jawan Jennings scored a touchdown for the Niners last week. Uh, the only touchdown in that game, I believe. So shout out to Jawan. Uh, I'm going to be picking his squad this week. I'm going to go with the San Francisco 49ers. I think this is going to be the best defense that the Dolphins have played recently. And um, I think Tua is going to be under pressure a lot more than he has been. And he's going to have to get the ball out a lot quicker. I don't think they're going to be able to stretch the field as much as they like to. And uh, San Francisco is also pretty solid against the run. So 
I think uh, we're going to see we're going to see a good game here. I'm not expecting the Niners to run away with it. I believe the f- spread is four points for the Niners at home, and uh, I kind of uh, that seems right to me. I think this will be a close game, and the Niners are going to edge it out in the end. So um, this is give me the Niners. Yeah, yeah. Uh, looking at this slate, besides, I'm obviously very invested in the Eagles. Right. Of course. Uh, as a neutral observer, this game and the one we're going to talk about next are the best for sure. Um, like you said, thank goodness we're going to see this Dolphins team yeah. <laughs> and not that Rams team live. Um, that game, uh, you know this already, but our listeners don't know. That game got flexed to Sunday night football, so that's going to make it even more exciting for us to go to. Um, I'm pretty psyched about it. That's yeah, that's going to be uh, that's next week. That's coming up quick. I think every game I've seen has been like, to go for, well, actually, we went to Monday night uh, for the Bills last season. That's true. Yep. Yeah. But I, I, other than that, I've pretty much only ever been to like 125 EST games. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Coin is siding with me here, going with the 49ers. Cool beans. Um, up next, we have got the other game of the week, as I just alluded to, the Kansas City Chiefs taking on the Cincinnati Bengals in an AFC. Uh, championship that's the word <laughs> rematch from last year the Bengals had that historic second half comeback um both of these teams honestly look pretty good the chiefs just continue to win regardless of who they're not there on the field to play yeah. with patrick mahomes i think almost because of that he's probably going to win the mvp this year it's it's really down at this point i think between him and jalen hurts and in my heart of hearts, I feel like it's going to go to Mahomes, and I I can't be upset about that, just because of what he's been able to accomplish. Um, of course, having Andy Reid, a genius as your head coach, certainly helps a lot, and it certainly helped this squad out a lot. Uh, the Bengals have bounced back after a slow start to their season. They took that gritty win over the Titans in Nashville last week. That was a close game all the way out to the very end. I think they're going to get Jamar Chase back this week, so that's going to be another. Uh, boost for their offense so this should be a really good game but i i don't feel hmm, hold on i wanted to pick the Bengals in the championship last year and i thought the chiefs were the smart pick hi this is tough this is really tough but i i'm going to i'm gonna go with the Bengals here screw it i think they're fun to root for and i think the chiefs are due a loss here so i'm going uh, cincinnati Bengals. yeah i'm uh, certainly sorry what were you say i was gonna say it's a shock to myself because i <laughs> fully started that uh whole that whole monologue thinking i was picking the chiefs <laughs> i respect it i love doing that on the show yeah i think um I, i'm certainly one to understand how fun it is to trust in the Bengals. they've been a great team this year um Oh, not great, but I mean, I don't know. Like, they, I really love having this team in the league because the energy that they bring of like being like so close to perfection and like kind of publicly striving for it, I guess, and like going through this journey in the last couple of years and rushing up with the championship and stuff. It's been really exciting. Um, games like this are the most exciting parts of that storyline. Unfortunately, the Chiefs are the best team in the AFC, I think, uh, even better than the Bills, uh, regardless of, the, like, the Bills beat them in the head-to-head earlier this season, right? 
Yeah, they did, but yeah, I I still see your point. Yeah, I think that even with that, I think that the Chiefs have proven themselves to be the better team. Like you said, like it doesn't really matter what combination of players they have on the field. They've looked really solid. They like were they managed to close it out in overtime versus the Titans, which was like a really big test of their endurance. I felt like um, this last game that they played against the. Chargers was kind of like, oh my gosh, maybe finally this team can lose a divisional game. It's like, no, no, they cannot. No, they cannot. They're <laughs> incapable. Like, Patrick Mahomes has not lost a divisional game. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, crazy stuff. Uh, and Travis Kelsey is having like an amazing season, which I think is pretty crazy considering, you know, how much like the tides had kind of changed on him like in these last couple of years with all these other like rising stars in the tight end game all this to say like the chiefs they weeble and they wobble but they don't fall down you know what i mean like this is like this is the best team in the afc they are unfortunately our dynasty and i have the distinct pleasure of watching them win forever so i i don't think that the Bengals are going to be able to challenge them here all right, cool. We are on the opposite sides of how we picked this game in the championship game. Hopefully, uh, it goes my way this time. The coin is also going with the Chiefs, so siding with you. <laughs> Two and zero in Bengals versus Chiefs, picking both sides of the matchup. I can win either side of this matchup. All right, next up we have uh, another game between two teams who don't matter because the Chiefs exist. Uh, Los Angeles Chargers. <laughs> going to play the Las Vegas Raiders. The Chargers, um, like I just said, have had a pretty tough season. Came like within inches of finally making it happen against uh, the Chiefs, but they just can't do it. Um, and they've been straddling 500 for basically the entire season. Beat the Cardinals by a single point to break into a 6-5 and five berth. Whoop-de-doo. Great team. Um, <laughs> Whoop-de-doo. <laughs> The Raiders, on the other hand, have been having a pretty tough season of their own. I mean, they've already 2-0'd the Broncos, so who cares? But uh, those are like basically the only wins that they have on the year. They beat the immaculately led Geno Smith Seahawks for their fourth win of the season. So things are looking really great in Las Vegas. Two of those wins are Denver. Again, let me remind you. I... uh, even with this game being in Las Vegas, I don't think that the Chargers are six and five bad. I think that the season has been like even more rough than I expected it to be. And also, uh, I mean, I'm probably going to root for the Dolphins. In fact, I'm certainly going to root for the Dolphins in that Sunday night football game. But I want it to be close. I want to believe in the Chargers going into it. And if they don't look good versus the Raiders, uh, I'm not going to have that that outlook on that game. So I'm, I'm going to go with the Chargers here. <laughs> Yeah, last week's episode, I talked about the Chargers always charging, and I was worried that was going to happen in that game against the Cardinals, um, <clears throat> especially since you picked the Cardinals, so we had a disagreement there. But the Card- the Chargers reverse chargered. It worked out perfectly for them in the end. Somehow, they actually managed to come back and win 
on a final second two-point conversion. So that was really cool to see for them. Hopefully that breaks that Chargers curse and gets rid of some of that bad juju. Uh, coincidentally, they're starting to get healthier as well. So might see their full cast of characters back on the field for the offensive side. And uh, I think that's going to do wonders this week against a bad Las Vegas Raiders defense. I think this game probably is going to be pretty high scoring because the Chargers defense hasn't been the most stalwart either. And the Raiders certainly have some some game changers on the offensive side of the ball. But I think the Chargers will take it in the end. The coin is fading both of us picking the Raiders to take this one. Up next, we have got the Indianapolis Colts going to take on the Dallas Cowboys in Dallas. Um, big spread here, 11 points, as I talked about earlier. While I do like the Colts to cover that, I still think the Cowboys will win, unfortunately. Um, so, sadly, I'm going to be picking the Cowboys for, I believe, the second week in a row. And, um, you know, the Jeff Saturday thing, it was pretty fun. It was a fun story. And he honestly, honestly, the team looks like it is playing with a certain level of fire with his leadership. But I don't think that is going to matter too much. I think they're going to lose to the Cowboys. Yeah. Uh, the Colts remind me a lot of... <laughs> Uh, right now in esports, because of cryptocurrency popping, a lot of organizations don't have any money and are and are behaving like they're trapped in their franchise spot. And maybe it's like odd to say this at a time where there's an actual team for sale, but the Colts strike me with that same energy of like we like really just kind of have to create a football team because that's like the contract we've like signed, <laughs> like. It just doesn't really <laughs> seem like their heart is in it right now. It seems like they are filling franchise obligations at most. Um, it's been tough. And, you know, they can pretend like, oh, no, that's not true. This is a season for the fans. Like, Jeff Saturday's back. But it's like, oh, yeah, I kind of remember that guy being the center. Okay. <laughs> We're terrible, though, right? So. It, <laughs> Uh, yeah, who cares? The Cowboys, I think, are going to be just fine in this game. Yeah, sadly. Uh, the coin is going with the Colts in this one. I hope. I honestly hope the Colts, or I hope the coin's right in this one, but um, yeah. not confident. Yeah, me too. We'll see what happens. All right, next up to finish off this week, we have a Monday Night Football game that is truly spectacular. The um, Can't wait. Can't wait. Tampa Bay Buccaneers hosting the New Orleans Saints. Buccaneers um, had a pretty tough go at it this season. Like you said, like Falcons are within half a game of the control of this division right now. So that might tell you something on its own. Their, their new head coach has been a failed experiment, and this is coming from a Broncos fan. And, um <laughs> It's, you know, the writing's on the wall. People are saying Tom Brady might be a Patriot again next year. I think that, I think that things might be coming. Now that's in. just silly. I think it's just silly. I agree. But I it is very telling. I mean, the vibes have been dreadful for this team, like, basically all year. And I certainly do not see them course-correcting their way into a, a Super Bowl appearance or anything like that. Um, but uh, that being said... Um, for the last few years, the Saints have pretty much monopolized this matchup, except for earlier this season. Um, and 
this has been a weird year. So for that reason, I'm just going to say, so th- this year equals the Buccaneers looking the weakest they've looked for in forever and the Saints looking weak and the Bucks like 2 owing this this series for no reason. So there you go. Sweet. I was hoping you were going to pick the Bucks here. I'm going with the Saints. Um, they played a very close game earlier this season, and uh, I think that's going to be the case again. I think the Saints come out on top this time. I'm almost just willing this to happen because if they do, buckle up, y'all, because the if if that happens, the Buccaneers will be five and seven. Saints will be five and eight. <laughs> if the Falcons win, they'll be six and seven. So they'll be in first with the Saints and the Falcon or the Saints and the Bucks like a game and a game and a half back. And then the Panthers are still in it as well at four and eight. So this division truly is just the the crappiest of crap shows. And I'm wanting more of that chaos. So I like the Saints to make things chaotic this week. Hopefully, though, I mean, if not, hopefully we get the Prince that was promised this week. (laughs) It's been too long. Please stop playing Andy Dalton. Stop making us watch Andy Dalton play football in 2020 the year of our lord we need we need him and the only thing that could make monday night football worth it this week um but yeah i'm going with the saints and coin is going with the bucks here so so what we ended with five again wow can't wait to go three and two just to be be real close again. No, I'm just kidding. I I don't see me losing any games this week, so I'm pretty I'm gonna, sure I just picked a perfect week. I'm gonna claw back into the season three and two at a time, nine <laughs> more times, <laughs> even though that can't happen. Yeah, good good luck with that. <laughs> if I sweep this week, like, I mean, I don't ever expect to do that, but if I did, I mean, it would suddenly become super. Yeah, I'd be really really concerned if that happens, but. Um, luckily, I'm going to be up 14. I'm going to be just cruising to uh, my fifth straight NFL's championship. We'll see. All right. Thank you all for tuning in for another episode of NFL. If you've enjoyed, make sure to tell a friend or a coworker or um, pet store clerk or um, an account construction worker. Construction worker. Uh, you know those guys love football. Yeah, I love stereotyping people. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, make sure to tell a friend and make sure to rate and review us on Spotify or Apple and uh, make sure to um, acknowledge and cherish your loved ones because you never know in, in this crazy world. <laughs> yeah, Very... <laughs> Very poignant, good point to end on this football podcast. <laughs> My name is Jay Wilkinson. My name is Drew Wade, and I've got the coin right here with me.